2: Hey, listeners, I wanted you to know about a special free webinar I'll be doing November 15th on The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. You don't want to miss this two-hour live webcast where you can interact with me personally and discover the most important strategies in building the relationship of your dreams. There's a link to register for this special webcast on each of the episodes of the series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. So don't wait. Register today and reserve your seat for this exclusive live webinar.
0: There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes.
2: Today, we hit the third show in our series The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife from St. Augustine. And I'm quoting, it was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. So you'll never guess what we're going to be talking about on today's show. If you ask me, it might possibly be the greatest show we have ever done because we are so incredibly awesome at what we do, but we don't want to brag about it. Not today. Mm -mm. Definitely
0: not today. Very humble today.
2: Considering the topic. In the moment. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your humble host, Michael Smalley, along with mm, whatever
0: co host, equally, if not more, most no. as humble. No, I'm angry with you, Seth Johnson. Why the anger at the beginning? Yeah, you know why. I don't. I'm going to
2: keep it passive aggressive then and just hope that you figure it out one day. Looks,
0: I gave you a great big intro.
2: Yeah, you did. I'm loving the song, the music that, that you selected yeah. from
0: Foo Fighters, I believe. Yes. Wow.
2: That makes us feel super cool. (laughs) Hey, today, though, we have Dave Grohl. Oh, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) of Foo Fighters. Shocking. No, we actually have my brother-in-law, Pastor Roger Gibson, who, Roger, I'll give you all the credit. This was your idea to partner up with me to write this book, Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife, and you're actually on the podcast today. Welcome, sir.
1: Okay. That's awesome. It's a dream come true to be on the radio with my brother. (laughs) Why does that sound so uh, mocking? (laughs) Hey, you're the one that's talking the greatest show ever, so I just figured I have a ride being at the greatest host of all time, Michael Smalley.
2: Ooh, I like where this is going. Keep going. <laughs> right. You have the floor. So, Roger, you and I, I think what's really weird, this just occurred to me. Weren't you and I in Waco, Texas, when you kind of pitched the idea of writing writing a book for men on how to win their wives' yes. back? And that's where my father was when he wrote his first two books. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? We were actually kind of even close to where he was physically. That's that's nuts.
1: Yeah, coming back full circle with um, pops, who I know is your dad, but also I got to be a part of of your family for many years. Known you since you were what eight years old or something like that.
2: Yeah, you tried to kill me when I was thirteen.
1: Yeah, and I what? so wish it would have happened <laughs> yeah. did and now we're still uh having to be stuck with you. Yeah. but good thing is now I get to be on the greatest show <laughs> right. on earth right so wait so, I guess it
0: worked out so you tried
1: to kill him at thirteen Let's see i would I just got my driver's license. And his sister, my girlfriend at the time, thought we should become closer.
2: Yeah, which is weird. I'll give it to you. That's weird.
1: (laughs) I kept going, I don't really like your brother, but I like you. (laughs) Right. What does it really matter? Yep. I'm just trying to get to second base here, whatever I got to do. I know. So whatever it took to get that makeout session, I was willing to do. (laughs) If that was to take out her punk little brother, I would do it. And so we took off to the golf course. I was going to show him how to hit a golf ball to the range. And uh, hey, like any 16-year-old, I didn't exactly look where I was going. And I turned right in front of a car. Uh-uh. And Michael got T-boned. And I remember looking at him going, hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> then he turned his head and one, the other side of his mangled face mangled. yeah mangled it's and why i'm, I'm so, so ugly cute, today so, <laughs> yeah so I, we've I, been bonded ever since and he's held it against me ever since <laughs> so that's really why i'm doing a radio show yeah. do you remember when yeah
2: yeah hey does my sister still pull out that photo of me in the hospital with my face a mangled bloody mess to mess with you
1: I know. Hey, when she wants her way, look what she did to my family.
2: <laughs> right? Look what you did to my baby brother. And you're not the strongest man when it comes to blood. So I bet no, you Seth, we won't go there either. Seth, if you and I became so... incredibly descriptive about blood, we could mm-hmm. probably get him to pass out on the phone. Oh.
0: <laughs> so if I don't respond, we'll know what
2: happened. <laughs> we see a silence and in a thud. <laughs> All right. Well, I know I got I to gotta wrangle this in because our listeners often criticize us for not getting into the show quick enough.
0: Let's not go to often. <laughs> often. It's been right. once. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so today, yes. this is the third show in our series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. And obviously I got a little bit goofy in the intro because every hero has been humbled. And so Roger and I, when we were outlining the chapters and the idea for this book, you know, one of the key concepts was was humility. And so, Roger, what is it about humility for you that was so important to have in this book?
1: Right. And you know, when we met in Waco, we just I just came off of a speaking at a men's event and as you've done so many times, Michael, is when you speak, especially at men's event, we usually get a long line of men and it's not like, Hey, how can I, you know, just continue to do a great job as a husband, what is some more advice? It's always about how can I get my wife back? And it's never always on the positive side, it's always on the negative side. And a lot of times guys almost to tears, just begging for something to give them, to get their wife back. And so that's originally when I pitched the idea to you, see how can we come alongside and create a resource for men to do that? And I just remember as we're sitting there talking, a lot of times where we start off with is really the humbleness is because as you know, every hero, is begins their journey with pain in their life. There's Batman losing his mom and dad and Superman losing his parents, having to go to another uh, planet. And so it always starts with a loss. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that's a big wake-up call for that. And I was just working with a a couple on actually this past Sunday. And we were talking, and as they were going on, I didn't, it was my first time to be with him. And I learned through the conversation because everything was centered on her. But then when it came back, why was she close to him? Why was she wanting to leave him? He was actually a drug addict and he Uh. is sober now, got his life back together. But for two years, she tried to serve him, make him well and could do nothing to make him happy. And finally she said, I'm done. He's, he's good. And so now he was wondering, what do I do? Why is she leaving me? And so it always comes back to usually there's something that happened that usually closes her heart and through our pride, through our uh, sometimes hard uh, heart that we have wanting to be the leader or, or feeling that there's something uh, that we don't want to admit to being wrong. Is that keeps us from actually pursuing our marriage forward, but it actually shoots us backwards. And in the midst of that pain, one day he wakes up and she says, I'm going to leave. And now he's going, ah, what do I do? So that's usually what the common story that we hear. And how can we start helping men, guys, to be able to win back their wife? And it really starts with getting our mind frame, our heart's right to be able to accept what we've done in the past hasn't really worked and show them what do we need to do to get it right. And it always starts having a learning spirit.
2: Yeah. Humbleness
1: is first seat forgiveness.
2: And that's really good because humility, what comes with humility is that learning spirit, because you know what, what, what men especially need to hear that, you know, hey, you've blown it, right? And and they have this eye-opening experience where their wife is like, I'm out of here. And they're like, oh, no. Right. And the humble hero is going to be able to accept those consequences for their actions. I mean, the, I think even taking ownership of personal responsibility, I wonder if that's not an act of humility.
0: Is it not? Right. Yeah, taking ownership, right. for sure. Because if you're... If you're a prideful guy, then there's clearly no way that it's your fault. Ah, there you go. And so You would know a lot about that. I mean, I live in that world. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) prideful. No, so uh, one of the many hats that I wear is um, I'm a sound engineer. I'll go and um, mix live for bands, and I'll do consulting for churches and things like that. And uh, oftentimes... The um the church sound guy is the most prideful of all human beings there because like this is this is my domain I've been here twenty years and don't touch my board um and so it's really interesting uh to see to see this actually play out and outside of a married relationship but just in a different relationship the people that are like hey this this guy though he might be younger than me um, when I come in he might actually know something and have a this humble spirit, they exponentially um, improve their skills and learn more. Versus, like, hey, I know what I'm doing, and even if uh, I've found out, even if I know more than the person I'm coming to work with, I I glean something from them if I come up with that attitude of being open and willing, of being humble. Of, of, of uh, wow, I really butchered <laughs> that one. Of being, humi- <laughs> <Of> being
2: humiliated. <laughs> no, nope, that's not a real word.
0: Humiliosity.
2: Well, <laughs> Roger, what do you right. when you think of the humble hero? All right, so today is about humility. What does the humble hero look like to you? All
1: right, you know when we're talking about heroes, one of the stories I can't help but think about is, is Rocky III, oh, when nice. we got uh, Rocky Balboa and Clubber Lang. I remember Rocky was so uh, arrogant. He he was so wanting to uh, – he just felt like he, he knew everything, and, and he was the world champ. But then when he came to clubber lane, he got knocked out in the first round and just torn up and really bad. And But through that, he got humble through that. And I love James 4 of uh, 6, where I kind of just says, uh and James says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And when Rocky finally accepted that he didn't have the skill set to be Clever Lane, he started getting help from probably the least person he ever thought he would get help from. And that was Apollo Creed. Yep. And so he helped him, um, had to submit to... The former world champ, the guy who has beaten him and who he's beat to become the world champ. And now he had to get that help by being humble, admitting that he was wrong, and have an open heart to learn the right skill set. And then he ended up beating uh, uh Clever Lang and became the world champ again. And so that's a lot of, you know, on the start, the beginning for a guy and become a hero to winning back his wife is to say, Hey, I've blown it. I recognize what I did probably hasn't worked really well. And so what are the new skills I can learn to be a better husband and to win back my wife and not only win back my wife and have marriage, but have a marriage that's better than they've ever even dreamed of.
2: And that's possible. And, and you already mentioned James four, six, because humility you know, one of the things I read and researching this is that humility is getting you back on God's side. I mean that's that's who God wants to interact with are the humble. And so guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna remain prideful and say, Well, it's not me, it's her and I don't have to do anything and I'm in the right and I deserve this and I deserve that, you're not gonna find yourself on God's side. It's just not gonna happen. And and you need that. Right. If if you have If you have wounded your wife deeply enough, then God is the great healer. And so if you're disconnected from God, you're really missing out on the key component that's going to start healing her heart.
0: So in a first step of uh, humility and transparency to hopefully for myself to get back aligned with God, I have to confess, I've never watched any of the Rocky movies.
2: I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with this. That's not even
1: possible. All right, we're questioning your manhood now. <laughs> I don't think he now is a man.
2: I literally—he is <laughs> a bearded lady.
0: <laughs> In college, <laughs> we literally owned all of them, like at at our house. And I just—I never no, watched them. I, I'm. I, and I will intentionally so if, if they're on TV, uh, and like I'm like flipping through, and it's like not the very beginning, because it never is. When I notice it, I won't watch it because I'm like, oh, I want to watch it from the very beginning, from the first one. Um, so clearly I know the basic premise of all the movies. Uh, I, Roger? <laughs> but, what? I don't even know. But what like, I know is. who Apollo Creed is. The, actually the second guy. No, know. you
2: don't. No, you don't. <laughs> don't do that. Don't right. make it
0: worse, Seth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ruin this.
0: I, look, I'm trying to be transparent
2: and vulnerable with I, you guys. I'm going to give you some very healthy advice. Don't be transparent about this. <laughs> You should have lied. <laughs> Lying was the best.
0: That was the best path. Well, this this is going to open up an avenue for Shauna and I to get together right. and watch all the Rocky movies. So, and and Roger, don't you think
2: humility is really what Christ modeled for us?
1: Right, and you know humility is is God has a promise to humility, and that's one of the benefits as we look at men because we look at humility like ah, that means I gotta. Be humble, that means I got to lower myself and become like a nobody. And what I love about scripture is scripture has so much truth. It is all truth. And in Isaiah 66 2, it kind of talks about the blessing of coming in humble. When he says, My hands have been made both heaven and earth, they and everything in them are mine. I, the Lord have spoken. And this is a big point right here. Exclamation. I will bless those who have humbled and contrite hearts, who tremble my words. So right there we have the, the the promise of blessings when we humble ourselves and because in reality we can't we can take personal responsibility, we can do work as hard as we can, which God is asking us to do. But also, without a humble heart, we can't receive that blessing. We can't get that blessing for him to redeem what we want so bad, and that's to win back our life. So there's actual benefits to becoming humble as well.
2: Yeah, and I think the pitfall of pride that men will fall into, sometimes our pride comes across in a way that maybe isn't blatantly obvious or it doesn't feel like it's blatantly prideful. But oftentimes what I find with men who are trying to win their wife back is I encourage them, look, you got to stop telling her how you've changed and how you're a new man. You just just need to show her. She needs to experience this new thing. When you try to tell this person who's been wounded for 10, 15, 20 years, no, now that we're in crisis and you've threatened to leave me, I've really changed, they're not going to believe it.
0: Right. The proof is in the pudding, as it were.
2: well, I you know what's uh, I, you, I don't even know if you should talk anymore for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe Roger and I can maybe we should ban it.
0: Adrian okay, in that no. Rocky thing. <laughs> that is blasphemous.
1: Hey hey, I was just gonna say I can tell we were raised by Rocky Babola, but over there on the other side of the mic there's a man raised by Tootsie.
0: Pretty woman. Remember the movie Tootsie. <laughs> i never, never seen yeah.
1: that either. Uh, I could have been I a can contender, see. right? That's Rocky Huxley. Hoffman <laughs> transformed into a woman. <laughs> Teaches. So. Oh, uh, my gosh. Thanks. Obviously, this is guy talk on it. But, um, you know, Michael, one of the things as you have been mentoring me in this whole process of, of working with couples, which I've so appreciated, is what you just shared is something that you shared with me. And as I started working with guys and that humbleness is their, their actions has to speak louder than the words. They keep wanting to say exactly what you said. I changed. Hey, give me one more chance. And then they mess up. Then they ask for forgiveness again. And so she just has a hard time believing words rather than let's just let it be action. You can't win a fight, a battle, with words. And I know you taught me a lot about, you know, couples get into talking about facts and the facts, you know, don't ever get us to where we need to go, but our actions, if their actions are the right actions that are honoring to her, that are validating, affirming to her, there's a great chance you're going to win that battle. So guys really need to live out their actions more than to talk.
2: Well, and I think, Roger, humility also helps you respect her boundaries. So, again, if, you're, if, if a guy listening is in that crisis mode and your wife has come to you saying, this is over, I'm out, you've been terrible, whatever, I married the wrong person, whatever the reason is, there's, there's damage there, there's hurt. And oftentimes what happens is the guy does have an awakening, an, an awakening. And he really is changing, but his wife is saying, don't call me, don't text me, I don't want to see you. But then from a changed heart, he's like, no, 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 let me show you. And again, there's some pride in there that's kind of a deceptive pride that, you know, she's telling you and asking you, giving you exactly what she needs, but you're now trying to prove again, no, but I'm different, I won't do it this time, I'm going to be better so I'm going to text you loving things. I'm going to send you flowers. I'm going to come over and surprise and take you out on a date. And all the while, all it does, if she's asked you to back off and leave her alone, all those actions really do, whether or not you've changed is is meaningless. It's going to tell her, he doesn't respect me. He's still a bully. He's still doing the same old junk he's always done.
0: Right. It's pride because you're you're saying with, with your actions now that, hey, honey, I know better what you need for this healing yeah. to take place. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter what you say. I'm like, I just, I just need to do this.
1: That's really good. That's a hero's code of conduct right there. It's it's heroes run counterintuitive to people, regular oh. people. And so that's really an awesome hero's code of conduct right there is respecting boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's... A lot of us think we got to go after him. We got to fight that way. So we keep pursuing, keep pursuing. But heroes do things differently.
2: Wow. And so
1: that's, that's a really good. big point, what you just shared.
2: They stand out. And frankly, a hero is willing to do what the average man isn't. Right. And, and ultimately, many right. times that means I got to be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, it might mean, yep. uh, you know, I had. Oh, in the last few months, uh, a couple going through a really hard divorce. And someone asked me, you know, kind of felt like the husband was getting taken advantage of and yada, yada, yada. And, and they asked me, and I, and I want to believe this, so I've never had to go through it. Mm-hmm. But they said, well, what would you do if your wife was doing this to you? And my response was, honestly, I'd lay my life down as a sacrifice. And I'm going to pay child support, even if I don't want the divorce, even if I don't, I feel like it's unfair what she's doing, you know, because they were kind of arguing about the husband didn't want it to pay. And they were like, what would you do if you were being treated unfairly like this? I go, man, it would stink. But at the end of the day, I, I'm going to love her and my children until I die. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm going to pay child support. Of course I'm going to do that. I'm not going to close off just because I didn't get the outcome I wanted.
1: Right. Sometimes
2: right. you know, we have to lay our life right. down. So here, right. you know, Roger, what we've been doing now for these episodes is kind of trying to end with like a hero's actions. So what you know, if 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 a guy's listening, you know, what can he specifically do in response to what he's learning? And so the first one Seth is Something that I think a hero, if he's going to be humble, really needs to say to his wife, express in some
0: manner. Mm-hmm. And this is something along these lines of, "I was wrong, and if you allow me, I'd love to know if there's anything I can do to repair the hurt that I've caused you." So what's great about this is uh, you're you're acknowledging uh, your error, right? So there's that that humility coming in, and then then you're seeking permission. So then you're engaging and asking, not not assuming what's going to fix the situation or the actions that you should just blindly take. You're saying, hey, will you allow me to try to fix this? And if you allow me, what are those steps to do? So then it gives you those healthy boundaries to work within. Mm-hmm. And Roger, yeah, that's- we have,
2: you know, number two here, we have return hurtful words or actions with kindness. And so I know that, hey, your wife, you know, this guy's wife might be totally shut down and she may be even running from God and she might not be behaving very well. But what is that? What is that? What do you think that looks like for a guy who's wanting to be that hero, who's wanting to win her back? What does it mean to return hurtful words or actions with kindness to you?
1: Right. And and a hero in their reaction is always going to be out of the ordinary it's not your normal as we shared reaction that most guys have because it's tougher to take the good reactioning so with kindness so when you're separated and she's texting a guy and she's being actually maybe inappropriate with that guy that's not her husband and he is one obviously if you're trying to win back your, your wife you're going to be hurt by that and recognize we're human yes your wife is pursuing that it's not a good reaction for her to have but for him is really to again usually what we know through so what you taught me so many times the external issue is not really the real issue and so for him to again understand going back to that first question in the hero's action i was wrong and she allow me i love to know if there's anything I can do to repair the hurt I've caused you and to start validating. Yeah, Because she's going to start opening up. She's going to start sharing. I've told you over and over and over and you never listen. And so that's a common response. What a great place to start in validating by saying, I understand. I must have caused a lot of pain, a lot of hurt because of my inability to listen and to hear what you really needed so long ago, and so many times he told me. Please forgive me for that. What a great place to just start validating that. What a great place to start showing her that you're listening and you understand her heart, where she is. Because I do believe this, even when we're to that circumstance, that I believe God can breathe life into that dead relationship, into that dead marriage, mm-hmm. and even redeem it from there.
2: Yep. Yeah, which makes me think even here as a final encouragement is pray instead of reacting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, in, you know, she's maybe not doing something nice or maybe she's reaching out to someone she shouldn't be reaching out to instead of reacting on, aha, now look at, now look who's the bad one and pointing the finger and blaming right. and all that is to instead recenter my heart and my mind and my thoughts on that ultimate power. I mean, At the end of the day, it's going to be Christ who changes this circumstance. So maybe I should spend my energy crying out to Him instead of pointing the finger at my wife.
1: Right. So God changed my heart, God changed her heart, and even started praying for the passion, for the healing to be uh, healed in the heart. So that way God can bring you together. And again, what we've learned— and seen so many times that God has restored, redeemed that relationship. And everything you just described really is out of the ordinary. You know, we want to return evil with evil. But instead, let's fight for what's right and do what God has called us to do. And that's where we got to pray that because when we're actually praying and then we get silent, we can hear the greatest words ever spoken, and that's always by God. And he'll speak to us, tell us the right reaction to have, and give us the power to be able to follow that through. And so that's superhero power right there.
2: It is. And I, I found this quote uh, by Tim Lanigan, who, full disclosure, I have no idea who this guy is. But he. <laughs> we're
0: going to quote him anyway.
2: But, but he has his website, foryourmarriage.org. And it was a good quote. And it really was. I mean, I loved how he worded this thing because I, I felt like it sort of encompassed. Humility in a nutshell here, but uh, Tim writes, Christ not only preached humility to others, he lived it himself. Though he was the son of God, he was born in a cave. He worked as a carpenter. He composed no great work of art, built no towering edifice, assumed no great political office. He died, nailed to a cross, the fate of a common criminal. He did all this willingly, and yet he became the central figure in world history. I'm telling you, mm. those of you willing to listen and hear this, the the yeah. way we impact people the most, mm. the way we impact people the most is through our humility. That's really mm. what's going to change people around us. Well, Roger, thank you so much for being on the show today. Are you going to join us on the next episode as well? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thanks again, bro, yeah, for wait, being on. Hey.
1: Yeah, thank you, and love you, Seth. I don't think you're any way reflective of Chi Chi at
0: all. (laughs) And maybe I can see if I can have a date night with Shauna
1: and watch Rocky.
2: All right, bud. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at SmalleyInstitute.com or give us a call toll-free at 888 565-6462. Five six five six four six two.